three, two, one. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Failure Friday, where we talk to friends, family, colleagues, and sometimes complete strangers about how failure has impacted their life and made them better. Because all we see today on social media is the highlights of people's lives, which doesn't really document the struggles that they've had. And the reality is struggle is what makes us successful, no matter how you view success. And today we have Donna Rain. Donna Rain is a freelance wardrobe stylist, organic cosmetic producer, and a manager and seamstress for Emily Benham. Benham? Boutique. Did I say that right? Yeah, I did it. it. Fucked it up a little bit. That's okay. (laughs) So Donna, Donna and I met. uh, What was the first time we met? I think we went out with Jasmine. Yeah. I don't think we like clicked that night. We just got drunk. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Because that I, to be honest, it was it was a good night. Um, But then I reached out to Jasmine because my husband loved him to death, but he does not have. an eye for fashion, not saying that I do, but it's just not a strong suit. So for, uh, what, what holiday was that? It, was, it wasn't a holiday, it was Vegas. Oh, right? Vegas. We had our Vegas yes. trip coming up. And I was like, let me get, there was something. I think it was Father's Day. Maybe it was Father's Day. When is Father's Day? What? No, because Father's Day is June. I think it was, was it Memorial? What? Where? It was something it that was I needed to get him a present for. And I got him Donna, <laughs> where Donna put together a wardrobe for our Vegas trip, and he was very, very happy. So if you're looking for a stylist, especially in the Jacksonville area, Donna's your girl. So Donna, we, I just went through a lot. So you're, she's a, a bona fide hustler. She's just one of those, she's like me. She does a lot, a little bit of everything. Um, tell us about why you do a little bit of everything and where your passion truly lies. Okay, so I need purpose, you know. Um, I needed more than just the title of wife and mother. And I definitely needed more than just sitting in a cubicle. I'm a creative, I, 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 I love people, I love being out and about, and most importantly, I love fashion. So my true, true passion is fashion and then people. So I just kind of meshed them together and decided, okay, I really love serving. I love the purpose of creating confidence, shopping for people, putting things together as long as I'm being creative. So that's really how it all started. I I, I just prayed and prayed and prayed for my purpose and here I am. (laughs) Well, another thing that, that doesn't, I guess, I wouldn't say it's fashion. I think we, we were just talking about it. it, more falls in line of cosmetology, but as part of like her being our stylist after our service was over, Donna gave us this, what, what is this, skin butter? Yes, so, my lustrous. So yes. that stuff. So my son has terrible eczema. That's the root causes allergies, which we just found out was that he's like deathly allergic to our dog. But that butter, I don't know what the hell is in it, but it is so good for when he's having like an outbreak all over his body. I don't, yes. I don't know. Yes. How did you learn to do that? Okay, so I actually, I've been wearing natural creams up until I can remember. So my mother is also a naturalist. So I remember all through elementary school, middle school, high school, even college. I always had a tub of shea butter, 
You know, I always had cocoa butter. My mother would literally slather cocoa butter over my face before I went to school. At that time, I would hate it because I would be shiny. And I just was like, oh, I smell, you know, I just didn't appreciate it. So actually when I went to college, I decided, oh, let me mix these two together. And from since college, I've mastered it. I've researched certain oils such as hemp oil, um, olive oil, you know, just natural oils that are just divine for the skin. And then I actually started researching history and how Cleopatra would use, you know, African shea butter for her moisturizer. And then even just Africans in general, and not just saying Africans, but just the natural essence of things and how it's so much better for your skin. And so I kind of just was like, all right, let me just start mixing things. Let me see how this works. And then blending essential oils and coming up with the perfect fragrance and a perfect formula for the skin. So it's crazy you said that. I can't necessarily advertise it for eczema because I'm not a dermatologist. So right. legally and technically I can't say it cures this, but yeah. You know. It works really, really well. <laughs> Especially yes, even, it, so it has, it's hard to find and we've tried so many lotions. It's hard to find a lotion that moisturizes and helps heal, but then also acts as a strong enough barrier that's not just, so it, typically the ones that really moisturize and heal are absorbed quickly by the epidermis, the top layer of the skin. And then you don't get that barrier effect. So then I have to use like a emulsifier, if that's the right word, but like a barrier yeah. on top of that. And it's just annoying. It's just the, it what I liked about your lotion is it, it kind of does both. And it's it you, just the confidence that it doesn't have chemicals in it. It's just, it's, that's definitely something that um, I was thankful for. Thank you. That I was yes. not expecting oh, when, you're I, when so I hired you're you. So well, so, wait the summer, it's when you go to the beach. It's amazing. Like, it, I, I just went to Puerto Rico. That same lotion? So, yes. It literally is It's a barrier for chlorine water. It's a barrier oh. even your skin still comes out silky. I'm like, what? The <laughs> so only like, recommendation I would have is I would love to have that butter, but like have like glitter in it so that it's on my, the glitter's on my skin. Oh, you know what? I might have to create that, a separate one, like a bronzer, you know, Yeah, like a glam of, one. Yes, yes. I can, I can actually use- For the night out. Yes, I can use a natural like mecca or something. Cause that's the thing about it. I don't want to put any chemicals or anything that's not natural in it. So I'm going to do some research to figure out how I can create that natural. All right. You can call it Kendall's butter. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love so that. to switch to business real quick. So you have the freelance wardrobe stylist. We have the organic cosmetic producer, then the seamstress. Do you yes. host all of these things under different LLCs? No. So it's all under Donna Rain Enterprise LLC. So okay. I do have a DBA so of, yes, I have an umbrella. So right now I am creating. So I have Donna Rain Naturals, which is a DBA under Donna Rain Enterprise LLC. And then I have Rain Lux. Oh girl, these earphones. Um, I also have Rain Lux, which is a DBA under it. And that's going to be for the line that I will eventually come out. And then of course, it's just Donna Rain by itself for the styling. 
So that's that good. Sense. So these are all, no, this makes sense. This is a good, right. this is a topic I want to touch on uh, maybe after you get everything rocking and rolling because this is such, when I have, a lot of my clients are business owners if you haven't watched other episodes. And one thing that, and even I struggled with it in the beginning is creating these different entities and what's the best way to set them up and which one really reduces liability both ways, going in and going out. So that's yeah. something we can touch on um, on a later date because not many people have multiple businesses that are totally different going on at the same time. So it's important that those are all set up correctly. But And I would if, appreciate that so much. <laughs> which, one, which one of these is your moneymaker right now? Really? It's truly Donna Rain for styling. Um, girl, I just worked Justin Bieber and Ooh. New, new Edition. Girl, I like literally had my hands on New Edition and Justin Bieber's dancers. Unreal. So that, that is, is literally Awesome. And <laughs> I hysterical. Because like, I like pictured you with your hands on Justin Bieber and I was like. Girl, <laughs> I wanted to so bad. And I, I'm usually not a groupie, but I was like, can I get a picture? But I couldn't because that's so unprofessional. I would never do that. You didn't do it? I wouldn't have no, been able to I, do it. I no, wouldn't have been able to do it either. I couldn't. I couldn't. Like it just because you know this is my business, and I I want to be respected in that manner. So, um, but the main money makers is Donna Rain, a hundred percent. Then secondly is Donna Rain Naturals, and I think with Donna Rain Naturals, I don't think I push it enough. If I pushed it as much as I push the stylings, I think that would just take off. I've healed so many people with their skin feel so many people with their confidence it's just it's just me so my main focus because it is the main money maker is Donna Rain. so then I would say so you don't want to push something just because you know you can make more money at it if it's not your top because remember you only have so much water so you got to yes. pick the plant that's gonna that you, that you're most passionate about and that is gonna grow the fastest, like maximize those two variables. I would say yeah. if you're passionate about the uh, the naturals, I, I mean, what, could you do both realistically? Or is this one of those things where you gotta push one? You could. No, okay. I could, I definitely could. I, Cause I make everything small batch. So literally on Sundays, like this Sunday, I have my lie sitting here waiting to make another batch and round of soaps. So it's like, literally, I can do both. So I think I mean, I think could, you know? Could you also, and this might exist already, it's just not something that I have heard of, but it, could you also do it because you're already doing small batches, almost like on a customized basis where people reach out to you and they say, hey, I'd like to set an appointment and you have like an hour appointment with someone and they tell you the issues they're having and then you build them a custom product? That, I haven't thought about it. That's actually a really good idea, but my only thing You're welcome. that is <laughs> thank you. Because that's something that's don't... one. It's flattering. It gives people a sense of exclusivity, which people love. And I mean, it, it just feels customized. People love customized. Like I they would love, like just for the night out, I'd love to be like come to you and be like, hey, I have rosacea. I have the like the chicken skin where I have red dots on my arm, and then like I'm pale as shit, and I want a little glitter. Can, a little glitter and a little tint. Can you make me? There. And then you have different sizes. Sizes okay. and scent. Yeah, because I I'm just, just I kept it very basic, not basic, but I kept it just very simple. 
because nature is very nature isn't simple but the simplicity of nature is like you have those the components of it are simple the the components are simple so absolutely I could but I would have to do a lot of more research into that a lot more research because I don't want to put something out out there that I can't handle yeah and but then like after a while you'll already have those kind of preset makeups right like you'll have the all right I know that this works really well for eczema you know and and if they want a tint I just need to match their tint you know and then I mean just spreads a lot wider right because it's customized now you're the cost it takes to make it is the same but now because it's customized you add a premium I I mean, I like I'm just that. saying, as an Girl, option. Listen, we might have to talk about a partnership or, you know, let's, let's figure I know. this out. I'm, I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty resourceful. <laughs> but okay, I'm sorry to bring us off topic. No, what no. is a failure you would like to discuss on this show that has impacted your life? At first, it seemed like shattering um, in a bad, in a life-altering negative way that has now oh, yeah. projected you to where you are. Um, it was truly financially, um, I'm, I'm a Virgo, so I'm very like, everything has to kind of line up. I have to have a plan. I have to understand where everything's coming from. So when I took the final leap of faith, I just kind of jumped and I didn't think about who I was affecting, such as my husband and my children. So I literally left the corporate job, a nine to five making decent money with benefits and went from making a paycheck every week to absolutely nothing and building off of nothing to where I had to not eat for like there was times for a month straight I would only eat once a day because I didn't have the funds to get a certain amount of groceries I wanted to make sure my kids ate versus I ate like okay I don't need to eat as long as they eat I had to turn in my car had to do a voluntary wow possession yes um the arguments with the husband because you know it's not that he didn't believe in me but it was just a lot of pressure financially on the family so I truly felt like I failed as a human being I failed as a wife I failed as a mother because I had these dreams and then I would always beat myself up about, okay, I pray for this. So if I pray for all of this, why why am I suffering? Like why, what is really happening? So it it took it took a lot of mental strength. There was suicidal thoughts, you know, it was like, okay, it would just be much easier if I just left this earth because it's just getting just too out of control as far as financially being a burden on the people I love, even my friends, calling them to help me out with a little bit of money for the week. It just, it it was really, really humbling. And it also showed me who truly was my tribe. And Mm, like, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Yeah, it it was very, 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 very hard. Like it still, it still gets hard, but it's not as hard as it was then. But I just, I was just like, I can't, I can't believe I did this, you know, but then I was so deep into it and I, and I was so, I believed it so much in my heart that I was like, I can't, you know, my husband's like, get a job. You can just go, you can go back to work. And I'm like, I can't, I, I, I won't, like, I'm sorry. Like I'll live in my, I'll live under a bridge or I'll sleep on a couch somewhere, but I, I don't, I don't want to. Wow. So you felt so, that strongly. 
So that means that yeah. you must have stayed at your corporate job until you were really, really miserable because you don't just on a whim leave a corporate job. No, I was so miserable. And what what set what set it off was it was um, Thanksgiving break. You know, they gave us our certain days. I returned to work and we got a mass email that the mail courier, he worked there 20 years. He had a heart attack. And all they did was send an email out. And I was like, oh, I was like, that it's a small, for me, I get the smallest trigger. Like, and I was like, I cannot sit here with this passion I have so strong in my heart and die in this cubicle because I didn't try. You know, was it was a like, big company, end. a small company? Yeah, it was Florida Blue. It was Florida oh, Blue. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a really yeah. big company. <laughs> so it was that mass email saying, oh, we, our condolences to his family and he will be missed. And I'm just like, uh-uh, no, I, I can't. And my mother actually got me that position. So I had to email her and I'm like, mommy, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm leaving today. I can't do it. I can't even put two pieces in. I can't. And she said, oh, I wow. felt it. You left yeah. that quickly. Yeah, it was. Well, I mean, it led up to it. Like I was always um, job to job, you know, just all. I was never really satisfied in the positions I've held. I was, a, I did what you did, financial advising. I even had my series series seven I think I was just oh wow yeah I didn't <laughs> I, I know that yes girl I've, you I've went through bit. all the trouble to get your series seven because I did it for I didn't do it for myself I did it for my father my father really wanted me to be a financial advisor he was like, no you're young you're you're beautiful you're a black girl in America be this financial advisor and I was young and I was like okay because I, okay. I didn't want to let I didn't want to let him down. So then when I actually my first job was MetLife, fresh out of college. I oh, was wow. for, okay. for MetLife. So you were an insurance. Just, yeah. Insurance. Salesman. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for, for those who are who are listening, she Series 7 is an introductory license, but it's a beast of a test. So they really like they throw you in the fire with that first test to kind of like weed out the people that shouldn't be in there. It's I believe it's, I took it so long ago. Um, I believe it was like a four or five hour test, yes. but the book that you have to memorize is like this thick. Yeah, And thick. you like use thick. very little, especially in the insurance agency or industry. Like you, there's really two different types of advisors. There's the advisors that do like mainly securities and as like an ancillary service, they might do insurance. And then there's people who sell insurance products. Yes. And it, yes. it's the series seven, it just is such a massive test to just sell insurance products. So I mean, and that's just, what I was doing. It, I'm amazed that's, that you took that. Girl, that's I would what I was never. doing. I was literally <laughs> selling the, girl. And that's, and I think that put a, I left MetLife and then I went to Primerica. And then that really put a bad taste in my mouth. So I'm like, all right. Gosh, you work for me... corporate. <laughs> and then, that is not what I do, people. <laughs> girl, see, if I would have known what I know now, I would have still kept my license active and mm -hmm. still with, you know, it's just, but you know, that's what life's about. It's the journey. It's about learning because every, every failure that I've had is literally a lesson. So I've learned, like I actually have a friend now who is about to quit her corporate job. She works for JEA. She's been there for mm -hmm. a very, very long time. 
I told her, I'm like, don't, don't be like me. Make sure you have something saved. Make sure you have a cushion. Even get a part-time job to fuel your business. Yes, yes. Because now I do. Now I'm working. I'm working for Emily Benham now. And it's like, that is allowing me, because she's also a stylist as well. So now I can do all of the above because she understands what I do. She understands my schedule. If I get a call and I have a client, no problem. And I get a consistent income. And that's what- So what you're talking about for the audience is so important. I think that we live in a society today that says that, you know, you have to quit your job and do what you're passionate about. That's fucking unrealistic. It's so stupid. You can pursue, that's what you did. You can pursue what you're passionate about. But what I tell my, and a lot of my clients that own small businesses now didn't before they met me. They come, I'm, I'm notorious for getting people to quit their job and, and start their own business. But I tell them all, you don't leave until we have a goal fund with savings or investments for this business. Hey. And then hey. ideally for at least the first two years, because it is unrealistic, you're not gonna make most businesses, like 99% are not profitable in the first year, much less the first five years. So for you to jump into this head first and not have a backup plan or another income to rely on is like, oh, you're just, you're setting yourself up for failure. I for always tell failure. people, you don't have to, you, you don't have to like it, but what you need to do is find a part-time job for someone or for a business that does what you want to do so exactly. that you're making a steady income and you're learning from how they run their business, how they, you, and if they're running it, how you want to run it, that's great. Like that's the ideal scenario. You go into a successful business with a great boss and, or a partner and you're like, Hey, this is how I'm going to take what works and I'm going to apply it to my business. And hopefully you have open communication with your boss about that. But if you go and work for someone in your industry that is running the business exactly opposite of how you want to run it that is just as if not more valuable because now you know exactly what you don't want to do and that's more valuable bingo so what you're doing is exactly what i would have advised you to do had i met you when you were working at primerica or or exactly of florida blue exactly and i had no idea i was so like because of freaking i'm gonna cuss but i'm not gonna cuss freaking social media i'm just like oh my god i want to be this boss bitch i want to do this i want to do that not even thinking realistically about how much pressure i'm going to put on my husband how Mm -hmm. i'm going to actually take out of my children's mouth because now it's like i can't afford it or i gotta say no and i felt that was the worst feeling ever like i felt so useless Like I felt it was just, it was disgusting. Like it really, really was. So I literally, I had to really change. I had to put, I had to put my pride and ego to side. And it's crazy how I actually got the position at Benham. I was meeting a client and at this point I needed a car. I didn't know how I was gonna pay for it, but I I prayed every day, I fasted. You know, I, I just, I was just like, okay, something's got to give, something's got to give. So I got my car because I had to meet a client because I was getting rental car. Girl, I was dishing out 
six hundred dollars a week on rental Whew. because I just yeah. Why didn't you just Uber? That's because cheaper. I need because I had to pull looks. An Uber driver oh, is going okay. to like chauffeur me around, you know. So I was having yeah. to borrow borrow my husband's truck while he still had to do things. He still had to go to work. He still had to pick up the kids. So I was like, okay, I have to get a car now. Um, so I didn't know how I was going to pay for it, but I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm, I'm just going to get it. I'm going to get the car. So I had to meet the client on a Monday. I got the car on a Sunday and I had to meet her at Benham's boutique. When I went in Benham's boutique, she says, oh my gosh, Donna, do you know any models or anything who wants a part-time job? I said, are you serious? I said, I need a part-time job. And it was magical how it happened. Absolute magical. And that's how it happened. So now we're we're talking about a partnership because again, that's awesome. she does, yes, I've gotten a promotion already. She's still allowing me to be gone two weeks at a time if I'm working a show for the theater or if I get a, a random call just like last week for Justin Bieber and New Edition. It's just, it's just amazing, but it sucks that it took so long to get to this place because I've had this business now for six, seven years. And I'm finally where I can rely solely on my business and have been on part time. So it's- That's it's, awesome. Yes, it, thank you. It, it, you're, but it's just, you're, you're in a really great situation right now. And now it took a long time, but I think that we have to be realistic with ourselves and say that yeah. how much of that time were you actively trying to, instead of being upset with where you are, were you trying to actively find the solution to your problem? Because I, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I get, I get stuck in, in just rivets and I'm just like, ah, woe is me. But it's not until I like stop bitching and I sit and I'm not trying to yeah. gaslight your situation, but, no, no, but I but had to get better. No, but that's what that's actually that leads me into what I was saying. I had to shift my mindset. So I'm all about, yes, I'm a creative, but I'm also I'm not to toot my own horn. I'm also very intelligent. So I know there's always a solution. So I made sure I read books as far as how to mentally change because I knew my mentality had to shift for me to open up just for me to recognize certain things, you know, recognize certain opportunities, recognize when something's not good for me because I have to, again, let go of that ego. But you have to train yourself to let go of that ego so that you can understand if something is for you, if something's not for you. And just like you said, woe is me. Your friends don't always, like, okay, yes, your friends are there for you, your husband's there for you, your children are there for you, but no one wants to be around a negative Nancy. We know you're mm -hmm. going through it. We know you're broke, you know, as far as me. So I had to really change my perspective, change how I talked about myself. Because I would put myself down consistently. Oh, I'm useless. Oh, this isn't working. Oh, this is stupid. No one. And then when I got hired, I would even walk in like, oh, my God, why did they hire me? I don't know what I'm like. They don't even know that I don't even have a dollar in my name. How are they going to call it? Like, how are they going to hire me? So I really had to shift my mindset and just realize that this is clearly my purpose or else I wouldn't be passionate about it. So guess what? Put on your big girl panty, get a fucking job part time and do what you got to do to make it work. 
though. Have you always been like that though? Like self-doubt, self-sabotage? Absolutely, girl. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm still not a hundred percent there, but I remember <laughs> growing up, I was kind of mean and negative and it has a lot to do with, we're not going to get into that, but my kind of how I grew up, it was a lot of criticism. It was a lot of, you know, I feel that doubt, a lot of, a lot of that. So it's like, I always had to have validation from other people and not really oh my god preach girl i really preach. truly had to girl there are times where i sat in the mirror and just looked at myself just dead in my eyes and just tears rolling out because i would not even look at myself in the mirror because i didn't like that person that i saw Oof, so i, I had that. to girl girl I don't want to start crying, but... It, it, no, it, it, I'm, I'm like starting to tear up because that's how I was after my pregnancy. Yes. I could not look. I mean, that's the first time that had ever happened to me. Like when I was a kid, I remember, I hope all kids did this because I'm about to sound like an absolute weirdo. But I remember being like a adolescent tween and just, I was bigger than all the other girls and I would just get naked in front of the mirror and just be like, I fucking hate you. Oh, but no, that didn't did that happen. Too. Oh, that's great. We're yeah, bonded by my girl. I used to trauma. punch my stomach. Like, oh, you're. Oh my god, yes. I, I mean, it was. It makes me sick looking back, which is why I was terrified to have a daughter. But it didn't happen like that again until after I was pregnant. Like, after I had Kenny, and then after I had Artist, I, I could not look at myself in a mirror. It was like one of those things. You ever watch a scary movie? And like, you just can't make eye contact with the screens. You don't want to see it. Like I couldn't yep. look at myself. It's yep. so sad. So I guess that's what you're saying is that's where you were at, at this point after you left your job at yeah. what, did you not feel some kind of happiness when you first left your job or was it just immediate no, despair? It was immediate. Immediately when I walked out, cause it's a very high rise. I come downstairs, I get in my car and I'm sobbing boo-hoo crying. I call my husband. I'm like, I did it. I, I, I can't do this anymore. I did it. I did it. And of course, at that time, he's very supportive. He's like, oh, damn, baby, for real right now? All right. In, I mean, his, okay. in his head, he's like, this bitch just fucking quit her job. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing. I, call, I kept calling myself a quitter. I'm like, I've quit everything that I've tried. You know, I've, I've, I had the potential to be maybe CEO or something but then I'm like no I'm gonna be the CEO of what I want to do you know and it, it it girl thinking about it I don't know why but you know what what switched it for me well it's scary it's right very scary it's that's what it was it was fear so what changed my perspective what started to change my perspective was I got a call from my cousin. It was a day when I was moping around at the house. I don't think I had anything going on. And he called me, he's like, what you doing, cuz? I'm like, oh, just sitting here. He was like, well, get dressed. We about to go skydive. I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, no, we're not. He was, I was like, on a Tuesday afternoon, like, really? He's like, yeah, I mean, he's a merchant seaman. So he's like, yep, Oh, okay. We going. He's like, we going, you ready? So he's done this before. He, yeah, he's a daredevil. Now, prior prior to that, like we had drinks and we were just, you know, BSing. And I'm like, oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to do that. Not thinking that I would actually get the opportunity to do it. So when he called me, he's like, yeah, let's go skydiving. I'm like, 
cuz I don't have no money or nothing. Like, how much is it? He's like, I didn't ask you that. I just said to put your clothes on, be ready in an hour. We're going skydiving. So, girl, that really changed. I've done it. And I, oh. It changed, like, did it change your perspective? Because literally, I flew, like, I was so scared. But when I jumped out of that plane, it was like an exhilarating, spiritual, like, just a crazy, crazy awakening. I mean, I wanted it to be that for me. For me, it was just (laughs) fucking terrifying. But I'm so glad. You passed out? Did you buy the video? I did buy that. I'm going to share it with you. But what happened was the guy, it was Kenna. So he's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm numb. I was like, I can't breathe. (laughs) I'm numb. And then when we finally let, first of all, my cousin, she passed out midair. So when she landed, we thought she was dead. And then when (laughs) I landed, I was like, just so winded. I couldn't feel my arms. I couldn't feel my feet. I couldn't breathe. It was crazy crazy yeah i i remember it i cried the entire time we were preparing the entire way up but i did it i i I was at i did that at a stage in my life i think people a lot of people do skydiving like when they're just like in a really bad spot and they just think it's gonna wake them up i did it for my friend megan my best friend megan's birthday and um i was I was coming out of a really, really terrible relationship. Like I've mentioned it on other shows before. It was, just, it was the one that rocked my world and did great things for me, but also just I was recovering still. And I when and I'm terrified of heights. Like I don't look down. Oh my god! Like, like I like I get nauseated. And I was like, okay, this is this is gonna revamp me. And man, I was just. I was terrified. I'm still terrified. I'll never do that shit again. But I'm glad I woke your ass up. Yeah, because I would do it again. Because I really walked out of there. I was like, if I can fucking jump out of a plane, I can do anything. And that literally shifted my whole thing. I I literally went so hard after that. I'm like, that's awesome. So it was that one thing you did. One thing. It was one thing. All right, people. So if you're listening, skydiving... Is either going to make you shit your pants, or it's going to turn your life around. Um, Seriously. So you won't know till you try it. Exactly. You got it, and that's the thing. And that's the thing with life, risk, right? So, so what, what was the first thing you did after that, though? Because it wasn't like life. You felt better, but your life wasn't better. So what was the first actionable no. step that you took? Honestly, I think it was this mind shift because once my mind shifted then I again I was more because I truly truly believe in energy I truly truly feel that way like what you give is what you get so the fact that I kind of opened my heart up had faith that everything's going to be okay and then allowed opportunities to come to me it literally was a floodgate like the theater because I I work for the theaters the theater started calling me oh we need wardrobe I used to work for the cruise lines oh we need we need wardrobe so th- actually I'm sorry let me back up I after I skydive I submitted my resume to Norwegian cruise lines not even thinking okay I was doing all that. so you so started submitting saying. your resume yeah you started putting I started yourself getting, out there 
yes, I started putting myself out there when I would have conversations with people before I would never really say what I did because I wasn't truly confident. So it's like, now you introduce yourself and I'm like, hi, I'm Donna Rain. I'm a wardrobe stylist. I love your look. Let me know if you need anything. And then I would just start slowly like planting seeds. And then girl, this tree is growing. Like literally. I love that. Literally. No, it is. I was really impressed. And I'm not just saying that because you're on the podcast. I also, to be fair, have never had a stylist before. So the benchmark was like, not you are the benchmark. Um, But I was impressed with how much, uh, like it wasn't like you just went to Nordstrom's and got a bunch of stuff. Like you took the time, you looked at the Pinterest pictures, like you looked at like what would work with his body. Like it was, it was a thoughtful process. And I think right now, just where we, where AJ and I are at in our lives, you get so much people that are full of shit that try to get you to hire them constantly. I don't know if that's the whole world or just like, just our world in general, but it's just, it's just, that's a good way. It's constant opportunist and there's so much pressure specifically on me because like AJ's job is just to play football and then like literally everything else is my job. And it's just so much, it's so much weight to have to sort through all those opportunities because we still need help. Like we, we, I need a a mechanic, a a reliable mechanic. We needed a reliable nanny. We needed a stylist. We needed a a handyman. We needed a housekeeper. We needed a lawn, but you're constantly like just sifting through people that are full of shit. So it was refreshing. And now I get anxiety every time we need something done, like a bathroom remodel and I got to go find and hire someone. I have so much anxiety about hiring the wrong person because so many people have taken advantage of us. It was such a great relief to have someone come in and be like, thank you. Legit. I'm going to, I'm going to be completely transparent. I shit my pants when he's called. I'm like, (laughs) oh my God. (laughs) I'm like, yo. Well, you can thank Jazz for that. I know. Thank you, Jazz. I love her. But I literally shit my pants. Like, I had to make sure I came correct. I know a lot of people, but I don't use them. So when I got that call, I literally pulled out my black book and was like, listen, I need you. Come through for me. Come through for the clutch. AJ can. You know, I'm, 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 I'm very strategic. Like I was saying earlier, like, it's just like, boom, boom, boom. Where am I going to go? I mapped out Orlando, all the play. I drove to Orlando for you all. Like, I'm like, yeah. Let me, where am I going to go? Boop, 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 boop. Venom came through for the Etro. She's like, don't worry. We're going to get him Etro on approval. Dot, 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 dot. She's like, oh, she even went as far. Like, if you hire me again. We're working on a contract with Burberry, with Givenchy. Like we're we're really, again, she's someone who's helping me just take it to the next. Which is so valuable. Like I can't say enough how valuable that is. Like that's something that I I I have to be careful how I say this. But when you find someone like that, and I strive to be that for the people that I, I really do. I hope I hope Destiny. I hope Cece. I hope people that I've hired. I hope Rutha. I hope. All these pe- people that I've hired in the past, they can they can say that about me because I'm so thankful for the people in my life who gave back when they didn't have to to me. Exactly. And that's a hard person to find. So you want to balance, like that's not someone you want to leave in the dust, right? 
How do you maintain that bridge and not burn it? Even though you're in the same industry and it's honesty and transparency. That's what it is. Transparency. And actually I'm going to say something. I had a client come into the boutique. Venom was not there that day. And again, remember Venom does the same thing that I do. The client came in, she specifically asked, oh, is there someone who can help me build my wardrobe? I says, well, I can. But then I started feeling like bad because I'm like, am I stepping on her toes? So you have when to be cognizant of in, that. Yes. So when she came in, I was like, hey, this beautiful lady came in. She asked if, you know, anyone can dress her. If you don't mind, I gave her my information and I'm going to go to her closet. She was thrilled. I think she was thrilled, one, because I was honest. And two, because essentially that's business for her boutique as well. So she's like, absolutely. Thank you for coming to me. This is great. This is wonderful. I trust you. She's like, I trust your taste. I know you're that gesture means so much, Donna. Like, so if I could to to give some value to people that that are listening, if they haven't gotten value from this in general is small gestures, especially for an employer type relationship are they go so because like what can you give someone that's at a place that's higher than you at this point that's farther in your in the journey that you're on at this point you can give them honesty because that's hard to come by you can give them transparency when they're not fucking around so the best example that i've had recently is my one of my best guy friends rocco was staying mm-hmm. with us and um my nanny and her husband like the husband will like bring the kids home sometimes because my nanny's like us where she's doing way too much at the same time so her husband brought my kids home because she had a track meet and he didn't le- i was running 15 minutes late and it didn't occur to me because i had a, a airbrain moment to tell him hey you can leave the kids with rocco it's okay like that's i'm very close with rocco i trust him but her husband even though he's not my nanny, knew didn't know where I stood on that. And he stayed like an extra 25 minutes just yes. because he had, like that meant so much to me. Like I couldn't and even put into words. Like I, I, I was almost brought to tears by someone cared enough about my kids that, and I put yes. them out of their way that they stayed. Yes. Like that is what you can give back. And that's what that person will remember. That's what um, Emily will remember. And she will continue to look out for you because now you've, now you've built a foundation. Now, now she feels, it's a, it's an energy. I just got goosebumps because it's just like, I, I prayed, you know, I prayed for that type of support, especially with her caliber to, I'm the, I'm the first black girl like she's been in business 20 years not to even bring it about face but that's huge because no but it matters yeah because she doesn't even see me as a black girl she sees me as talented beautiful you know honest see i don't know about that i don't that's one thing that i don't like because when people say we don't see we see fucking color but she saw that you're a black girl and she didn't give a fuck didn't care. And saw that, like, I'm literally dealing with high, high and kind, like United Airlines CEO's wife, you know, the steel manufacturer's wife. Like, it's just these these women are huge. It's like wealth. It's not rich women. It's wealthy. 
and they come in and she's been watching me too like she has people come in and they'll literally give her feedback like oh my god I love Donna who you hired I'm so happy she's there you know so it and not only that it's helping Donna it's helping me in my business because now mm-hmm. I'm learning so much so much I'm learning how to treat women and men I'm learning just the smallest little things again it's the smallest things that I'm picking up and I tell her that all the time I'm like you're my mentor you have no you have no clue how much you're doing for me. <laughs> you have no idea but you are my mentor <laughs> like <laughs> that's usually how it starts though that's that's ex- literally how it starts okay sorry we're getting off we're getting off track. I know I know I know I know sorry let's go Okay, so I want to get back to the depressing part where you're yeah. you, you're taking these steps. You go, I guess this isn't the depressing part. You go skydiving. You're at a point now where you're taking the necessary steps that an, an entrepreneur, when you first start out, and really the entire duration of the journey, because I have clients that are way farther ahead than I am, is about sales. You have to know how to sell your business. You have to know how to sell yourself. So it sounds yes. like you finally started, even though you didn't know what you were doing, to sell yourself. Yes. Were, were there, was there any resources that you were utilizing to keep your mindset, like books, podcasts, um, anything yes. that you were doing yes. to keep your mind together? Yes, I'm reading one now. It's the millionaire, it's the fast lane, the millionaire fast lane. I'm always, you know, you are a badass, the four agreement, think rich, grow rich. You know, I'm just constantly, um, just reading and trying to just keep my mind grateful, you know, just keep it, keep it, keep it going. Um, so I think like what you were saying about sales, I learned essentially people don't want my products. They want me, you know, they're, they're, they're hiring me because of me, not because of what I have, because you can look down a bread aisle, you know, it's so many of me, there's so many you. It's not mm-hmm. as far as like you, but what you do. No, yeah. So I you agree. gotta really, yes, it's true. Like, so you gotta really figure out what it is and, how, and what makes you different. And I think with me, I think it's my true, genuine passion. And I'm transparent and I'm honest. And I may be a little ghetto sometimes, sometimes, but that's who I am. <laughs> and. People freaking love it. You know, it's just like, I I can't help, I can't be someone but me. And I think that's what's really, really, truly helping. It's it's giving me this sense of confidence because again, I didn't like who I was. I questioned who I was. I was always like, well, why can't I be like that person or that person or this person? And I was just like, you know what? It's exhausting. I'm exhausted. It's exhausting. It It is, it is very exhausting. so exhausting. I said, you know what? If, if that person don't like me, oh well. You know, I had to learn that. Like, it's okay if someone helps you. See, I'm still not at that point. Like, I still care a lot. And I think that part of that, I want to stay. But I still care a lot what other people think about me. I still, I mean, like, I still care about that stuff. I, I love the idea of just being like, fuck what people think. I don't know if that's ever going to be me, though. But you have, like, you have to because it's exhausting to think that everyone oh, in the world is going to fuck with you. Like, I know. not every, not everybody is your tribe. Not everyone. Again, that person might like Wanda Bread, and that person might like Sunbeam. That's okay. You be Sunbeam. That person can have Wanda Bread. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> your analogies are hysterical. <laughs> I'm like, try, in my head, I'm like trying to picture sunbeam. I think I only know Wonder Bread. Wonder Bread. It might be. I I think in a nat Nature Valley. Nature's own. Yeah, Nature Own or Nature's something. Nature's Own. Yeah. You be Nature's Own. They could have Wonder Bread. Okay. No. I'm I'm done. I I got I, I'm just sick. I got sick of it. I got tired of it. Like I'm like, oh my God, I can't. I can't do this. You don't I, like I'm, I'm hoping I'm trying to get to that point I've definitely gotten better than I was like in high school like now if I feel the energy switching I just kind of leave it alone whereas in high school I'd be like hey like is, you know did something happen like what made like is there something that I said or like was there something now I'm just like stop that you just gotta stop walk that. away I used to do the same thing I would wake up the next morning like hey did I insult anyone last night because I was yeah <laughs> fuck that I'm laughing, okay? <laughs> See, I still do that. I just, in my head, I'm, in my head, I process it instead of just going out and being like, hey, did I do something to you? In my head, I'm like, you know what? You probably did. If it really offended them, then that relationship's over. So it's time to move on. Yeah. You can, you can soak about it. But um, I think that it's also important to, for people to know that that doesn't happen overnight. No, that take no. that takes it's a journey to get to the point where you don't care about other people's opinions. You have to recondition I'm your so whole on. brain. You, yeah, it's just it's and I still have to constantly read things. I still have to constantly, you know, do things and just pray every day. Even if I'm saying praying for the prayer same is so day. important, but it's like I literally have to. I started a grateful jar. Every Sunday, I write in this grateful jar, no matter how big or small, I write what I'm grateful for for the week. Like, literally, it could be, oh, gas went down two cents. I'm so excited for this week. It's, I'm so grateful gas went down. I'm so grateful that I catch all green lights downtown. You know, it's just the littlest things. And what that's. I want to start doing really, that. That's you a good should. Idea. Like, Especially for really, the kids. Really should. Exactly. And I have walls, like even before all these affirmations and things started happening, I would just write things to constantly remind myself that I am beautiful, that I am smart, that I that I am wanted, that I have something that someone wants out here. You know, it's just it's just so important. It's reassurance because if I didn't do these things, who knows where I'd be at again? Because I, I thought about suicide. Sometimes I still do. You know, it's like, oh, because it gets so hard sometimes. But and this is this is probably something I'm going to get at least one message about. But do you think it's normal to contemplate what the world would be like if you weren't in it? Like to a certain extent? I think I so. do. Th I do that a lot. Not I mean, not too much, but like I do think like and sometimes something might not even be wrong. And I'll just have that thought like, you know what? Like, I, like I'll imagine like, oh my God, this is, I can't believe I'm saying this, but we're here, we're here, we're saying it. Like I imagine like my family at my funeral and like what music. No, you're is that laughing, normal? but it's, no, it is because I, okay, it good. is like truly. I've been I, wanting like, to ask people that, but I'm like scared people are gonna be like, no, I'll be like, oh, okay. Like as Ask all my friends and family. I tell them all the time. I'm like, look, at my funeral, I want a, a full bar. I need y'all in bright colors. Like, I, I literally talk about these things because it's just like, I don't know why. It's, 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 because I guess with me, I know that's the one thing that's guaranteed. 
So it's like, yeah, that's another reason why I keep pushing, why I do what I do, because I'm like, I do not want to leave this world not walking in my purpose. I don't want to leave this world. I feel that do, doing something that I don't truly love doing. And I don't care at that point when I did it. That's what I said. I was like, I don't care if I don't make any money. I want to do what I want to do. But guess what? Because I'm doing what I want to do and I'm doing what I love, the money's coming and it's flooding in like it's unreal like I literally went from making negative five thousand dollars one year to now over thirty thousand dollars and I know that that's might not awesome seem like much that's a, a huge people. that is a huge, huge jump that that's is great huge. and that's just with that alone I don't that's, not including, that's not including you know the regular job but it's just like wow if, that's congrats like, that's that's really cool that's good that's cool to hear yeah i got like emotional i was like oh my god like y'all like just imagine that 30 is going to be 60 or 90 or you know you just it's limited. it's it's only growth from there right because you're not going to do yeah. what you've what you've already done and saw that didn't work you're only going to find new solutions with more prowess so exactly. that's you're on the right track. How you, could Kendall. your experience help someone else on the same path? Or maybe someone okay. who's just quit their job, like give them actionable tidbits of value. Okay. Um, feed your brain, like feed your soul food, literally. Like look in the mirror, tell yourself your purpose, your reason. And don't give up, truly, truly, truly don't give up. And have that part-time job, even if it's washing dishes in the middle of the night at a restaurant, you know, let the pride go, let the ego go. Who cares what someone else thinks? You know your purpose, you know where you're supposed to be. So just keep going. Don't let, don't let no one say, oh, oh, he's a busboy or she's, she's over there doing this, doing that. Okay. I am because I have a goal. So just just do what you gotta do. Period. Pride period. and ego is a big one. Yes, f them, f them it's, all. Pride and ego is also in, to come from the other direction of what you just said. I think a lot of people also quit their corporate job because of pride and ego when they shouldn't. Yeah. For the same reason, they quit their corporate job too fast because they just can't stand working for someone else. Well, and that, that someone me. else is going to pay yeah. for what you want to do. So Exactly. That was me and I had to lose damn near everything. Like literally, like I say it all the time, if I didn't have my husband, I wouldn't have had nothing. Because Shout out to him though, seriously. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it is. Did you tell him before you quit, or did you just quit? No, girl. Like I kind of after. Like no. Well, I kind of like was talking about it, talking about it or whatever. But I didn't. It was no warning. Like that was so selfish. So so selfish. Like no warning. Just like oh yeah, I quit. I'm boohoo crying because I quit. I'm glad that you called it selfish though, because I think that that takes that takes a big woman to be able to say yeah. that because. That, that's one thing. I'm really good at self-reflecting after I've already said hurtful or done hurtful things to my husband or people I love. I, I hope that I can get better at 
doing that retro or proactively before I do it. But yeah. that's a big that's a big deal to be able to say that because he pro if I think most people if and if you're not going to give them an I sorry that you they people like to know that you understand how you affected them. I'm sure of you course. said that to him. Of course, like I just said it the other day. I'm like you don't understand like we might not be on the best of terms you know other things happening but regardless of how i feel about you i appreciate you and i'm grateful because one you stepped up as a father you handle shit that i just know i couldn't handle on my own so like mm -hmm. i have no problem like i've learned to let my ego go i have no problem with that again I, I don't even have to like you but I will say that I'm grateful for you and I appreciate you like dead ass because I I don't I don't know what I where I would be like it would be so much harder if I didn't have that before and I kind of feel like maybe I took advantage of that at that time too oh oh I, I have a husband so I can do what I want to do and that's why I say that was selfish so that put a lot of strain on our foundation that we're still trying to recover you know yeah. it truly you know you really truly see people's true colors so i don't know if we can make it out of it who knows but i, I know think it i think you can if both parties want to i genuinely think that any relationship can get over anything if both parties equally want they both want it just as much to get over it and you said the key like, word is okay do we, really, both. do we want to you know so, mm -hmm. so and there's no shame in not if you walking away yeah. the, what I don't like seeing though is people walking away when they both want it just because it's hard yeah no and I see no. that a lot today yeah in my office no, no. Where, and it's 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 hard it's hard to watch it because it's like you both still love each other like why are we just you know go to yeah. counseling go on a month-long vacation yeah. or just That's go somewhere true. and be together That's true but it, it, it gets deeper than that for, for oh it does no i'm not saying in your situation yeah, yeah. Yeah, in general yeah, yeah. but it's um <laughs> marriage is hard <laughs> oh it is Girl. so hard <laughs> i just posted to my story it says getting married between the ages of 25 and 30 is like leaving a club early like mm. for real like <laughs> oh my god like, girl oh <laughs> Oh my God. But, but life is a journey. It truly, truly it's a, is. it is, it's a journey. And I, I appreciate people so much that open it, open it up for other people to evaluate their journey. Because if we just shared more often stuff like this, I think that the world, the world would be less depressing because everybody would realize like what I just said about like fantasizing about my own funeral. Like I, if we just all shared that we're really all pretty fucking similar, especially on yeah. issues like marriage. Marriage is hard. Why is it hard? Because affairs are happening like 75% of a marriage. Money Hello. issues are the number one reason of marriage. Like if we talk about it, instead of being ashamed about it, we, um, yeah. I think that we'd be so, so much farther along as a society, but. I agree. I agree. And every, just like what I said and our pre-questionnaire is almost like, you know, every, and, it, and I know it's kind of um, cliche now, especially because you hear it all the time, but it's the truth. 
every failure is a lesson. So yes, infidelities, money issues. You know, we're learning these things. We didn't grow up. You know, no one, no one writes the book of life. We don't know this book of life. We have to experience it. So it's it's when that other person or that receiving factor allows you to be who you are and grow as you are and understand that it's growth that you know you know it, it, it's not like you're doing the same thing over and over again now that's just insanity and so also you, being being able to separate right like like you just said yeah. your marriage might not work but being able to be like all right this aspects of who we are together in this journey did not work but you came through for me in this situation and I'm never going to forget it. And I will forever give you props for that. Like being able to separate those relationships and those, and those experiences because they're totally different. And if it was not for him, you would not be here. We're doing what you want to do. So that, and that doesn't, that doesn't die with your marriage. Exactly. And again, that's growth. Again, that's that big word ego. If, like you were saying earlier, if half the world let go of the fucking ego, do you know how straight we would be? It's that ego, yo. It's that that shoulder angel right there. Like, just let yeah. it go. And social let media is a big part of that. I mean, I there's so much positivity that comes with having social media. And then there's so much. I would say just as much positive. I would say it's about half and half. But yeah. social one thing social media does is it has just fed our egos to where there's only there's only so much that we can come back from because everything's posted. Every, there's yeah, and then our phones can hear us. So like I was ha- yeah. like every time I'm like down in the dumps, there's a meme that's gonna pop up that validates that exact feeling, and I'm oh like, oh, it's, it's a sign You're from God. Right. No, it's my goddamn phone listening to me. Someone needs to tell me how to turn that shit off. There's a speaker or whatever. And that's not a consp- I thought that was a conspiracy theory. It's not. It's legit. Literally, your phone that you can turn it off. There's something in your phone that can like um that that it's I don't know, fucking marketing. Boom, poof, magic. It yeah, like seriously. tells your phone. Because it's a real I'm thing. Suicidal, I'll get those ads for that um app for therapy. Talkspace. Yeah. I signed up. I did too. Not a talk space ad. But yeah, like I was I was doing a Bible plan on like anxiety and depression. And the next thing I know, talk space app is like advertising. I'm like, oh, let me go see what this is about. Exactly. They, <laughs> it's brilliant. Too. It's brilliant. Oh but God. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That's how do, well, how do you think this failure? So like if you had to put four to five adjectives about how this failure has changed you for the better, what would you use? Okay. I would say unapologetic. I would say honest. I would say fierce. I'm just like, whatever. Um, humble. Humble is big. Humility yeah. is like, probably I need to put that at number one. And yeah. I think that's that was Yeah. I like humble. Yeah. I like humble. Like, girl. Yeah. It will humble your world for real. 
I will say that, and we've talked about prayer. We've we've mentioned prayer a lot in this episode, but we haven't really talked about it. I will say that to speak to the word humble that you just said, when I'm when I'm regularly like daily doing my uh, Bible plans and reading in my little Bible app, and I feel like God. Before I was a Christian, because Christianity is relatively new to me, I I didn't understand like how people talk to God, like because. At, in my middle school, there was this club called On Club, and like you would go and they'd have donuts. So I just, because I was fat, I would just go and eat the donuts. But then I, you'd end up listening while I'm eating the apple fritter. And I was just, they would talk about talking to God. And I was like, this motherfucker doesn't talk back. Like, yeah. wh- what do you mean talking to God? But then now, now I get it because when I'm, when I'm reading and I feel I'm genuinely closer to him, so he talks to me in, in, actions like things happen exactly. to me I'm like I'm like that that has to be God so recently I was going through a, an incident that was largely ego based at work and I I had to sit down and really process it I was staying late at the office one day and it was really getting to me because I just overthink I overanalyze I replay situations yeah. and I that day I had gone in my bible app probably four to five times because that's what I do when things are bad I hope you do it too I just I try to throw as much of it on God as possible and I I hadn't come to the conclusion that so much of how I was handling it was ego and I left the office it must have been 8 30 or something it was raining and I'm not like peak athleticism but I'm pretty athletic like I feel like my trainer would be like yeah like she's pretty athletic for like a middle-aged white girl Mm-hmm. And I fell so, that was the first time in my, probably the last 10 years where I have fallen like on my face, like scraped my whole leg up. And I was just like, but I wasn't hurt. So like, I remember just sitting there on the concrete being like, damn, like I need to come you know back. That was, yep. That's like what that, I, that was, was yep. that was, I need to be humble, humble. and stop fighting. Yes for control in this situation and just let yes. God and, and lean in yes. to yes. the situation and, and just go with what, what and it ended up working itself out. So just, just going back to the humble thing, and I don't know, there's gonna be people here that aren't Christians, maybe you're spiritual, get yes. closer to whoever your creator is. Exactly. I, I don't care who it is, get huge. closer that's, to them. Exactly, I was gonna say that that's huge. It's free. Is it, it doesn't matter if it's older, and you have nothing to lose, nothing to lose, absolutely. Like, f- without faith, like, faith is faith is the unknown. So, when you start something, you don't know. So, essentially, you do have faith, but you just have to believe. I feel like you need to believe in something. I don't care if it's the leaf on the floor to the left of you, freaking look at that leaf. And you talk to that leaf and you have faith and you believe. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's so, so, so important. Like, and, and I know that's not biblically correct. And I'm sure there's going to be several of my Christian friends being like, you definitely could have worded that better. And I could have. But there's so there's just so much value. And I, how, that's how I started with Christianity is like, I was like, oh, I don't know about like, you know, the whole Christian thing. But then I ended up. As I, I would just, I would literally just talk. I'd be like, hey, whoever's up there, like, yeah, hope you're doing cool today. I need some help sorting through this. And then it led me to Christianity. And I think that, I don't think that, I know that anything that you are going through, 
any type of failure, we were not designed to handle these types of things alone. Not at we all. We weren't. We weren't. Not at all. Not at all. Whether you believe in God, whether you believe in whatever, there, you have to know that there is something bigger than you have and to. that you were, we were not created to handle anything alone. Exactly. So no matter what your failure is, lean and, into that. And just like we talked about, there's signs, like there's symbolism, there's just, there's answers. So I know you said that he doesn't talk back, but whoever you believe in, when you're praying, you will get your answer. You, you just have to be aware. You have to understand. You have to truly, truly, truly believe. And when you truly believe, it's like, oh, wow. Oh, whoa. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, even if I, it's meditating, like meditating is yeah. really helpful too. Even if you're terrible yeah. at it, just sitting yeah. in a quiet space and closing your eyes, especially when you're going through it. Just, yeah. I mean, we're just, just we're not. in such a busy place. Just silencing your surroundings is such. Shut off your phone. Shut we your sound phone. stupid, but do it, people. Like, try it. Just no, try it for three, three days for like 10 minutes. <laughs> exactly. That and Admitted. breath work. Oh, yes. Jazz is good at that. I want to actually sit with her. I haven't done that with her, but it's just like if just taking repetitive deep breaths, I'm not familiar with the science behind it, but that helps me a lot too. It does. I learned that at Tony our, Robbins. We're, we're a machine. Like we literally are a, a walking machine with so many components. And just like you turn off your car to park at the end of the day to rest, the same thing with our bodies we have to sit still like we're a whole machine you have to like it's it, it, girl we could talk for hours and hours already because yep. it, it it gets deep like signs symbolisms just conversations altars yeah. and, and these are all and, things and, i'm i'm new to too so it's not like yeah. i'm trying to teach y'all i'm just letting you know that these things worked for me throughout whatever failure they seem it, you and I seem to be very similar in the fact that they work for you. They work um, for me. And skydiving, which I don't recommend. She recommends. <laughs> I recommend um, it. <laughs> Donna, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Donna Rain and then Donna Rain Naturals. It's D-O-N-N-A-R-E-I-N-E. And then my website, www.donnarain.com. And then, of course, there's always trusty Google. And always Google Donna Rain as well. D-O-N-N-A-R-E-I-N-E. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for coming tonight. I Thank appreciate you, you oh my gosh, so much. This is a, an amazing platform. I'm so grateful. I'm glad you like it. Thank you. Bye. Yes. I got to come I'm, back. I'm so thankful for you. <laughs> yeah, we definitely should, especially once we get some of these LLCs, because I do want to do an episode um on how these things should be structured. Cause I think it's, and I'm not a lawyer, I'm a, I'm a wealth manager, but I see it so much in my practice and so many people are doing it wrong. So, and you're a great candidate for that cause you have so many. Um, so we'll have to, we'll have to come back and do that. But thank you again, everyone. This thank has been you. a great episode. We're gonna put all of the links to Donna's platforms and ways you can reach her in the caption. And I have openings coming up in the next two months, I believe. So if you are interested and believe you can add value to this platform, please send me a DM and uh, we will inquire back with you if we're interested in having you on. 
Have a yes, good night. Thank you, Kendall. Good night, everyone. Night. Yes.